Cliff, we're going to be asking the question, who is in your web? As parents, we know in our heart we're preparing our children for the world. And in doing this, who are we surrounding our children with that can support us in this effort? The book Sticky Faith by Jamie Ivey recommends that we have five trusted adults that your children know they can depend on. Today, we're bringing back our friend, Kathy King. She's a former educator. She's a leader in our community. She's raised two girls and released them out into the world. Kathy, we're so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you very much. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Certainly. I'm the proud wife of my soulmate, Jeff King, for over 30 years and mama to Kate and Allison, who have returned to worship at St. Andrews. Uh, They grew up here in the church, uh, an educator for close to 40 years and have just uh, completed my first year of retirement, which has given me even more opportunity to to serve and to to help other people. So I look forward to this conversation today. Me too. Let's just dive right in. Why is it important to have a web of adults around our children? And what does that really mean? If somebody hasn't read the book, Sticky Faith, what Mm -hmm. is this web and why is it important? Right. Well, the web for me are just caring, caring adults. And it's because of the positive influence and support of a web of caring adults um, is absolutely beneficial to the development of children and young adults. Actually, actually everyone. Um, admittedly, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will tell you that I was fearful of returning to teaching and coaching after our daughters were born because um, I wouldn't be with them all day and have total isolated influence on their development. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> What I witnessed unfold over time was the powerful, positive influence of all the phenomenal women who cared for our daughters. Three remarkable women, um, including my mom, Mm -hmm. Mama, the preschool staff at First Baptist uh, Carrollton, providing care for our daughters weekly as they started uh, first grade. I believe that there are other people who... um, can be in the web mm-hmm. of children. Um, in Sticky Faith, we recognize that there is a need for as many as five, and there's probably even more than that because the more people, um, caring adults who mirror our faith and our beliefs are surrounded by our children give them better insight. Um, other people caring, loving, and supporting for our children is, in my opinion, just the greatest, greatest gift of all. It was so foolish of me to think that I should be the only influence, but also very wise of me to learn the importance of having a web of adults to embrace our children, to protect them, to inspire them, and and to pray for them. Now you're bringing flashbacks to the week before my maternity leave ended. And if I could go back and just tell myself, like I ruined that week. Because I worried so much about what the next week looked like. Yet I left my children in caring, wonderful arms every day. And they learned so much from that. And I learned so much about me from that. And not only, you know, working moms or stay-at-home moms, but you drop your kids off at preschool. Or, you know, there's always that moment of Mm -hmm. little bits of letting go over time. So how do we purposely connect people to our kids. Right. With intentionality, 
of looking to to know the importance of connecting mm-hmm. first, and then two to look to see well who who are those people that we would invite into our children's web and and for for our family the the list is long, and for other other families as well too. So you know if I leave somebody out, Kim, be sure and step in. But um, grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, Grandma King and Granddad King and Mama and Papa, they had an incredible influence on our our daughters. Um, actually on all of us while my parents were actually close by and and lived here and were members of St. Andrew, just families from Indiana. But we made certain that we traveled to Indiana during the summertime for Grandma King summer camp and (laughs) and every Christmas. And I believe by doing so that our daughters and their cousins Mm -hmm. are very close Mm -hmm. now. And so people in the web Grandparents, relatives, cousins, and two are our friends. Right. Um, we have we have a group of friends um, that Jeff and I we first met when we were coaching in Louisville, and there was a group of, of guy coaches and myself and another another gal coach. And we ran around together, and that was in 1981. You know what my kids call that? What's that? The 19s. There you go. You know what the 19s <laughs> are like, Mom? Yes. 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 Well, there you go. Well, what's important for me to call out is I didn't even realize it at the time that we were creating a web mm-hmm. of caring adults around us because this group of coaches, today, we still get together once a year. Right. One of the coaches moved to Arkansas 26 years ago, and we have consistently traveled to Arkansas 26 summers now to be able to be together. And they have been there for the birth of Kate Nelson for their first birthday parties, for their graduations, for weddings. And then now, you know, with the funerals and the loss of their their grandparents. Uh, so including friends in the web, grandparents, relatives, and then as well, too, teachers, directors, people at church, because everyone, again, their interest, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. is to be a support system to your child. Right. And receiving that support from someone else other than you as a parent in isolation, you've opened the door to increase their perspectives, their understanding of the other people, how important it is for them to create and to have a community of people around them. We were meant to be connected. Yeah. 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 So I think one thing that's hard for a lot of parents to swallow is that our parent, our kids won't always come to us with their problems. I remember a story, I think I might have told this to you before, but so I grew up without family around. Mm-hmm. My grandparents lived um, in Pennsylvania. Um, I don't have any cousins. I'm a kind of an oddball with that. But my family created family. Mm-hmm. I had grandparents that were an older couple from our church that would come to my school for um, grandparents' day. I had this one family that I would babysit for. And um, what I didn't know that my mom was doing was I would go over to their house. And from my drive from our house to their house, my mom would call the parents Mm -hmm. and say, before y'all go out tonight, I'm having a real hard time uh, with blank with Kim. Kim, And she's not listening to me. She'll listen to y'all. 
will you have a conversation with her either before you leave or before she leaves for the night? Right. And I always thought it was so weird, like how they would know all these things <laughs> that were going on in our lives. Yeah. But they were connected. Mm-hmm. So it didn't mm-hmm. feel weird at the time. Yeah. And um, that was before a book was out about surrounding your children mm-hmm. with people who loved and care about you. Mm-hmm. But I look back and think, good job, mom. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, you know, your babysitter, she probably shared the very same things that your mama did. But it just validated mm-hmm. what your mom had said to you because she was able to hear it from someone else, from right. someone else, from somewhere else. It's it's really important to not only have people that you know on a web, mm-hmm. but um, I feel important, too, that we teach our children to reach out to other resources as well to receive information. Yeah. You know, that can be books, articles, podcasts, you know, not, not, <laughs> not a plug for, for sure today, but, but no, no, really, but just videos and speakers and just grabbing a lot of information mm-hmm. from the adults in their web but also to a lot of information from other resources. You know, our girls certainly benefited from listening, you know, to Dave Ramsey and the Dirk Doctor and Ed Wallace when they were riding around the car with their daddy. But why this is important is because we're teaching our kids and we're teaching each other to how important it is to reach out, receive information, gather the resources, put all that together prior to you making a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, your decision that you make is going to be much more, you know, solid right? and um, be beneficial to you if it's well thought out, it's well looked at, and it has influence of a lot, a lot of different people. So that's really a different kind of take than um, just having yourself a web of people around your kid to care and support for them. But our children are also learning different ways of doing things Absolutely. by all those people. And it doesn't need or should be always mom and daddy's way. There's yeah. plenty of ways to approach things. And I think this is a skill that will transfer over over time. So what do we ask of those adults? Mm-hmm. If if there's a web, does it need to be this formal, you are in my child's web? <laughs> right. Probably <laughs> or, not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. It's a little yeah. awkward. Yeah. Or, yeah. But mm-hmm. what do we ask mm-hmm. of them to do to support both us as parents mm-hmm. and our children. Okay. Well, to keep them safe, you know, and to mentor them. Uh, being a former coach myself, I can't help but m- mention a book from Life Wisdom, uh, Coach John Wooden, he's just a legendary basketball coach and mentor, and he just had a profound impact on so many. But he once said that the most important profession in the world is parenting. The second is teaching, and everyone is a teacher to someone. Caring about other people and contributing to their being is powerful. You know, it's important stuff. And in fact, it it may be one of the most important things we do as humans. Um, Asking the parents who are in our children's web to to inspire them, to believe in them. Gosh, we've all come to understand that people go further than they thought they could when someone else believes, you know, that they they, they can. Ask the adults um, you've invited into your children's web to to lift them up and to inspire them to be the person God created them to be, be a positive Christian role model. You know, 
I read this in Sticky Faith and I thought about it and I was like, oh, wow. I wish we had done this, you know, as a family. And and that is that um, just to ask the adults in our girls' lives to share their faith journey. Mm-hmm. When did they become Christians? You know, how did they serve others? Why do they give money to the church? You know, just openly discuss the importance of prayer and reading scripture and worshiping together, you know, in community. Basically asking the adults to share their their Christian story um, in order for our girls to learn different perspectives and how to develop a deep, lasting faith in God. You know, it seems to me as we mature, excuse me, um, in our faith um, over time, um, that maturity comes because we've seen the strength that we have received during difficult times and we understand God's grace. And I think it would be so powerful for children and young adults to benefit from hearing stories of struggles and God's amazing grace from other people mm-hmm. in addition to their own parents. So just asking these people to be there, right? Be, be a good role model, to share about their faith and to just be there for our kiddos um, at all times, just unconditional love. I love that. And this could be for all ages. Absolutely. One thing that the book says is it's never too early Mm -hmm. and it's never too late to start sharing our faith journey Mm -hmm. into um, helping develop who our kids are. So again, I want to go back to a lot of parents believe that their children will always come to them when they're struggling. How have you seen this play out as an educator and as a parent? Those of you who know Kathy King, you know, like I'm the real thing. I'm genuine and I'm just straight up. So um, you want. Yes, please. So am I. Go. (laughs) Sometimes we need to hear it. All right. So you believe that they, you know, are going to come to you all the time. And I'm just going to tell you straight up. uh, They won't. My personal and professional experiences that they will not always come to you. Absolutely. Everybody needs somebody. They need you. Okay. But you're just not all, always going to be the one that they're going to come to. And in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. they shouldn't. Recently, I watched a video, Important Lessons, from 100 year olds. It was awesome. Oh, I love it. <laughs> one lesson was to teach your children to be as independent as they can be, but not reluctant to ask for help from others when they think they need it. As a parent, as an educator, I cannot emphasize enough the responsibility we have to make certain that our children and young people, actually everyone, understands that resources are available and they should be used. It's not a sign of weakness but it's a sign of strength and wisdom to know that we all need help from time to time. Pre-K, college students, they ought to be able to walk into a school, Mm -hmm. walk into a campus and to the workplace after college and look around and feel comfortable knowing that there are resources here and I need to know where they are and who they are and I need to be able to walk in 
And as I say, look someone in the eye and say, I need help. Will you help me? I feel like you're speaking to my soul right now (laughs) for two reasons. One, it's a weakness of mine, asking for help. Mm -hmm. I like to be Mm -hmm. able to do everything. Mm -hmm. Funny story. I went to a church camp this past summer as a director. And I have a spot in the woods that I go to that our kids don't utilize. Mm -hmm. So I drive my golf cart there in the morning and I have my prayer time and I go meet everybody for breakfast. And it rained all day. And so I was preaching that night. So I was driving my golf cart to my little special place and I get stuck (laughs) in the mud. Uh huh. My friend who I called (laughs) laughed just that. And I was like, I'm not ready for laughter yet. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of asking for help, mm. I tried to lift a golf cart out of the mud <coughs> by yourself. By myself. Okay. Okay. You go. So I have mud from my fingertips to my elbows. Um, I'm mud on my face because I tried to get the wheels going, so it's splattering everywhere. And I finally had to call for help because I was just in desperation. But what did and my friend giggled just like you did when I called her. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, they had to get a truck to get it out. I got this golf cart stuck Mm -hmm. good. Yet in that moment, I couldn't see how stuck I was. Mm -hmm. And um, I made it worse by trying to do it by myself. And I preached that night with mud on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, But I think it's important to recognize both as parents and for children it's okay to say I need help. Absolutely. I and love to, that. Yeah. And to feel comfortable with, I mean, we all do. Everybody does. And to just understand how wise it is to mm-hmm. go forward and to ask for help from, from other people. You know, we raise children to be resourceful and to be able to mm-hmm. take care of businesses, but also to just to be able to raise them in a way that they feel comfortable reaching out and asking for help and knowing everybody needs help. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. So what advice do you have for a preschool family who might be listening to this podcast and thinking, this sounds like a teenage podcast? Well, it's never too early mm-hmm. to model God's love and amazing grace. And children are just mirrors of our attitudes and they're mirrors of our family beliefs. Mm-hmm. My advice for parents with children of all ages is to model what you want. Mm. And develop relationships with people that model your family core values and beliefs, uh, demonstrating unconditional love. You know, over the years, your children will understand there's nothing they can do that can jeopardize or lessen the love that you have for them. Of course, our kids challenged our love, and I anticipate <laughs> and anticipate yours. Uh, yes, have or will um, <laughs> many times. But the best compliment that my husband, Jeff, and I have ever received um, was being told later in life how much our girls respected us as parents, uh, even though our decisions at times sometimes made it uncomfortable for them mm-hmm. and, quite frankly, uh, uncomfortable you know, for us. Uh, to quote the girls, they said, you know, you were our parents and didn't try to be our friends. I can't tell you how many times as a principal I coached parents to stop trying to be a friend to their kid and to start being a parent. Yeah. They've got plenty of friends and that they they need for us to be parents. Uh, 
I have a full circle story to share. If you, yes, if, please. If you think we have time, because it's just wonderful to see how deep relationships and, and parenting and developing deep faiths that are lasting are centered around relationships and, and people. And uh, I was a principal at, at Shepton at the time, and I included a, a quotation who I do not know who the author is in, in our campus uh, school stallion newsletter. And uh-huh. the name of the article is I Loved You Enough. And Actually, when I was serving as a principal, our own very own senior pastor, Robert Hasley, had children attending uh, the school. I had the pleasure of being the principal for oh. all three, all three boys. Um, gosh, wonderful, wonderful men. But in Robert used, utilized this message, um, I loved you enough, and it touched him so much, and he thought that parents could benefit from it, that he actually used it in one of his sermons, and then... I noticed later on that it appeared in his pastor message column in our school newspaper. That's like printed on paper? Yeah, real paper. (laughs) Uh, I still, I have it clipped out. So um, we might need to explain to some people what a a hard copy (laughs) printed (laughs) newspaper clipping, what it looks like. But um, Kim, I I think it would be important and purposeful today to share this. you know, because we're we're talking right now about young families, parents who are just starting out with with their little ones, and this is something that's been stayed true. You know, since the nineties. There, <laughs> the I 19s, said it again. Yep. yep. In a minute, I'm gonna you're gonna know my age, but um, but this is this is the quotation. I loved you enough. Someday, when my children are old enough to understand the logic that motivates a parent. I will tell them, I loved you enough to ask where you were going, with whom, and what time you would be home. I loved you enough to insist that you save your money and buy a bike for yourself, even though we could afford to buy one for you. I loved you enough to be silent and let you discover that your new best friend was a creep. I loved you enough to stand over you for two hours while you cleaned your room, a job that would have taken me 10 minutes. I loved you enough to let you see anger, disappointment, and tears in my eyes. Children learn that their parents aren't perfect. I loved you enough to let you assume the responsibility for your actions even though the penalties were so harsh, they almost broke my heart. But most of all, I loved you enough to say no when I knew you would hate me for it. Those were the most difficult battles of all. I'm glad I won them because in the end, you won too. I hope that those listening will I'll say the, this quote and refer to it when your precious preschool baby becomes a tenacious teenager. <laughs> and, and remember that the goal is to always respond with grace, unconditional love and support. And finally, just the encouragement to invest in relationships with other people very early on. 
and to surround your children with just good people who are of character, who have faith, and on a mission to serve other people. We ask everybody at the end of each podcast this question. If a new parent, a student, or a child was sitting in front of you, so you can pick the age group, what would you tell them about this topic? I, it touches my heart very quickly to just speak to the, the new parent. I mean, it's a first. Um, wow, what a blessing it is to be a, pe- a parent, but um, how complicated and complex and how scary and to remember reflect back on these things that you and I've shared today is that not to be in isolation, not to be by yourself and not to think that you will be the sole influence or should be the sole influence on your child and to reach out and look around and surround yourself as a new family, new parent with other people, with a caring people, folks who model your family's beliefs, be connected to the community, be connected to churches where you have a huge community of people surrounded. I loved how recently in church uh, we stood as a congregation to show visibly to the children how many people they have who care about them, love them, support them, and will help them develop a deep, long lasting relationship with God. So my heart goes out to the to the new parents, to all parents, uh, and including um, myself and, and Jeff and, and our family as we continue to, to be there for our adult children and support them in their, their lives now where they're carrying forward these legacies and these important uh, traditions and, and love of God. Thank you so much, Kathy. You always bring, um, for me personally, uh, words of encouragement, words of peace, and words of wisdom. So I'm thankful that you were with us today. Thank you again, Kim. Appreciate you. You can find more information about our podcast on our website, standrewumc.org, Family Lift Podcast. When you visit our website, you can subscribe to the show. You can also subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We would always like to thank the creative team for all that they do to make us sound intelligent. We love getting your questions and feedback. Have a great day.